Why is that little voice in our head so often negative? For many of us, our predominant inner voice is downright nasty. We often grab a hold of a negative thought and start building on it, and this often snowballs until we're completely consumed with negative energy. And these negative thoughts can be directed towards others, including loved ones, or they can be directed towards ourselves. My guest today has a name for this negative self-talk. She calls it head trash. Head trash loves blame and shame. It criticizes everything and hypes up every possible downside. And the little negative voice in your head takes over, making it harder to connect with other people, or yourself for that matter. Head trash dulls your shine and limits your full potential. But what if there was a way to silence this critic? What if there was a way to empty your head trash? Hello, and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Show. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and my mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, no matter your age, so you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have a great show for you today. Rini Cavalieri is here, and she's going to tell us how to dump our head trash. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Ned. Ned makes the world's best natural remedies. They create effective natural treatments that serve as a holistic first line of defense against common ailments. They make full-spectrum CBD products for general health, stress management, and sleep, as well as magnesium supplements for de-stressing and sleep support. I am a huge fan of their magnesium product. It's called Mellow. It helps me de-stress and it optimizes my sleep. And I also love their CBD body butter on sore muscles and achy joints. If you're interested in learning more, head over to helloned.com and check them out. Because you're a listener of this show, you can save 15% off your first order when you use the coupon code SILVEREDGE at checkout. That Silver Edge all run together with no spaces. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. Today is Rini Cavalieri. Rini is an author, speaker, researcher, as well as the founder and CEO of Aspire, a global transformational training and cultural development company. And she's also the founder of the RCI Institute, an active thinking, executive coaching, and people technology lab. In addition, Rini is a member of the prestigious National Speakers Association and Entrepreneurs Organization, and TrainingIndustry.com named Rini as one of the top 20 most influential training professionals. Rini and Aspire won a Stevie Award in the Most Innovative Company category 14 years in a row, and in 2020, Rini was awarded the prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award. I started our interview by asking Rini how she got to where she is today. Initially, I did that corporate climb, and then I left about, well, 27 years ago, started a firm called Aspire, powered by Aspire, and we help shift human behavior, and we work with clients all around the globe. And in studying how to shift human behavior, what became very clear was this topic of head trash. And it's really the things that, that holds us back. We can learn skills 
You know, even when I think about exercise, you know, I know how to exercise. (laughs) I know I have a process of exercise. Like if I go to the gym or if I go for a hike, you know, there are certain steps. So just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you do it. And that became really clear in working with our clients all over the globe. We've worked with over 10,000 leaders, hundreds of thousands of, of individuals in organizations, small, medium, and large. And the issue of where their potential was limited always came back to their thoughts and ultimately not just having a positive mindset. It was those who knew how to dump their head trash. Okay, so we've mentioned head trash a couple of times. Of course, that's the name of your book as well. Let's, I think that folks just in that brief introduction probably get an idea of what we're talking about when we say head trash. But can you be a little more specific and let's go ahead and define what is head trash? So head trash are those little nasty voices that are inside our head that undermine us, that suck our energy, that keep us up at night. And those voices um, live in, in our emotional brain. So we have a physical brain, Kevin, and then we have this emotional brain. And our emotional brain is really running our life. Our physical brain running the body, but our life is run by this emotional brain. And so our head trash lives in our emotional brain. There's actually two sides to that emotional brain. The connected side of your emotional brain, which is where happiness, joy, collaboration, our ability to solve problems and and to do what we need to do and feel good about it. Our feelings of accomplishment live in that connected side. And unfortunately, on the disconnected side, that's where anything from worry and anxiety, overwhelm, feelings of overwhelming and, and issues that come up where we, we aren't collaborative, our ego is running our show, and that we have these thoughts, this head trash that limits us. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. So we, we might think of head trash as that negative voice in our head. And you made a nice contrast there. You said that well, A, that we have this emotional brain. We have this physical brain that runs our body. We have this emotional brain that runs our life. And I've not heard it put that way, but clearly that lands with me. I, I can certainly picture that being the case. And now let's just talk about this. You mentioned the connected and the disconnected. Is that how you put it? The connected and the yes. disconnected brain. And so my connected part of my emotional brain is those positive, encouraging thoughts. Is that right? And then that disconnected side are those that kind of negative real that for most of us, that's what's playing oftentimes in the background, either consciously or subconsciously. Is that right? Let's let's unpack that a little bit. Well, so how do we get there? You know, that's the most important thing is that because when we understand what gets us there, we can also understand how to shift out of it. And so in life, things happen. And so our brain is full of our experiences, our imprints. So for myself at a very young age, I lost my brother. I was only four. And so at that time and over a period of time, I came to really have two imprints from that experience. Obviously, one imprint was that people just die. Like you shouldn't be for and understand and and have to comprehend this. And the fear of 
counting on people. I became ferociously independent, which is not independent. That's a very big difference there. So it was unhealthy feelings of independence and also the desire to overplease because I, I wanted to make people happy all the time because I thought I could control the sorrow that was, you know, permeating my life. And you're even though I was only four years old, you have these imprints. On the other side, in my connected side of my emotional brain, Kevin, I learned that life was short. Imagine having clarity that life is short and how much courage that gives you to do the things you want to do and also to, to live with passion. And I've always felt that my brother's passing was really the, the thing that turned on my passion for life. And so when things happen in our lives, you know, just stuff happens, we decide unconsciously whether we're going to the disconnected side where we might have huge, or, you know, these fears of being left or worrying that, well, was I not good enough? What, what happened here? Or we might go to a different side and when we, that connected side. And when we learn how to really shift into that connected side, everything can change for us because we can't stop the negative things that occur in our life or around us. I mean, the world is crazy right now. There's such negativity permeating all over the place and we can't control what's happening. What we can control is how we take it in and how it either inspires us to act or sucks our energy and then we react. Thank you for making that very clear. That, those are some very good distinctions there in terms of shifting over to that connected side. And I want to get back there because I, I want to talk specifically about how we do that. But let's just stay with this disconnected part of the emotional brain for a minute. So I think most of us have are familiar with that negative self-talk. Why is that so pervasive? That's what, what is running through a lot of people's minds most of the time. Why is that? I mean, you mentioned these imprints from childhood, is that where the majority of that negative self-talk is coming from? Well, I think there's, it's like everything. There's a variety of things that impact us. And so you certainly have the imprints. You have your experiences that you associate with those imprints. And, and then you have what's around you. So who you hang with is who you become. So if you're hanging with people that aren't helping you aspire and giving you inspiration and support, it feels, you know, they may be indirectly, not on purpose, throwing you into the disconnected side of your emotional brain. Or maybe you're in an environment that is unhealthy and it doesn't promote what you actually want in your life. And so when that happens, it's throwing you into the disconnected side. There's so many things that happen that we don't control, like the media. And if you turn on the TV and what is what are you taking in? And by whom? And, and how is it making you feel? And then, the you know, look at social media. We spend way too much time worrying about what other people are thinking about us. And I know for myself, I grew up worrying about what people thought about me. Now I look at my daughter's generation and, and she's 21 and I, uh, my heart aches. How many thumbs up did you get today? And it, this it, by complete strangers, like I understand why you want other people to respect you who you know, but what do you care when you, about what people think who you don't know? Like, how does it really serve us? And I think all of these things, it's almost like fabric. It pulls at the threads of who we are and it unravels us. And that's not who we are intended to be. 
Like we're yeah. on this planet to do big things, every single person. And we want to be around people who help us live that life that we want. And I think I read somewhere you had said something about what we focus on is what we get. And I, that, that mm. kind of goes along with what you're saying here, what we surround ourselves with in our environment. If that, It's hard to escape that, right? And if there's a lot of negativity there, that might be one of our first tips, right, is maybe kind of changing that. Because uh, I think we want to get around to how we take out the trash a little bit later. But that might be one of the things, right? There is just understanding our environment where we are today and understanding that, of course, we all have a history that we grow up with and that those that negative self-talk sometimes is is not necessarily telling us the truth. Is is that fair? So let's talk Actually, about negative self-talk, right? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Why? Well, so remember, I you feel the way you think. F comes before T. So I, how I'm thinking about something is ultimately how I feel. And how I feel then directs how I'm going to act. And so in life, what's been happening for us, especially during COVID, it became like so we, we were separated from one another and human beings are naturally inclined to connect. And so we lost our ability to connect. When we lose our ability to connect, we lose our empathy for one another. And or we lose compassion just by the nature of proximity. And so all of these things really started to suck the energy out of us in, in ways that limited us. And we couldn't control it, but we can control how we experience it. And so that's why, you know, for some people, they read a lot more. They might have learned. I have friends who went back and got a degree in something and they were, you know, 60 years old. And they're like, "Ooh, I've always wanted to learn how to do interior design. And now was the time. So it's how we choose to to move forward and and how we choose to live in the realities of life and life has been tricky now we thought we were out of covid then you know uh, we had another variant that came in and we were like oh my gosh it's not done like we want things to be nice and tidy but life isn't nice and tidy you know then there's a war the price of gas has gone up inflation you know it just keeps growing and we keep waiting for it to settle down versus we have to take control and decide okay how do i get out of my head trash so i have the life i want and this is really a, a conscious decision and the book really navigates you through the how do you get out of it and what are the things that you do that actually toss you into head trash accidentally. Yeah. Toss you into tra head trash accidentally. And I think most of us can relate to that. So let's talk a little bit more about this positive self-thought. You call that the connected side of the emotional brain. And I think the way you put it, I love how you say it in your book, you say um, head trash is the drain in truth. That other side is the faucet, right? Talk mm -hmm. to us a little bit about the faucet side of that equation. Well, so when you look at head head trash and you want to get out of it, you, you're trying to put it down the drain. Like it just doesn't need to be there. And so like, for example, I had a situation just recently where someone left my firm and initially I was, I was so, I was upset. It was surprising. I didn't see it coming. The ego side of me, my head trash side of me was like, why did he leave and how could he not have told me? And, you know, we've been collaborating for 10 years and blah, 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 blah. 
And yet, you know, this is a person who just made a different choice in their life, you know, and it took them a lot of courage. They cared a lot about me. They cared for the firm. They worked for it for 10 years. It wasn't an easy decision for them, but that ego keeps you in the drain of all of that. When you understand it, how to shift your perspective, then all of a sudden I could move into wow, this was a huge decision for this person. They did it the best way they could. Might not have been how I wanted it, but it was the best for them. And they're entitled to that. And so when you start to think about instead of why did this happen, which keeps you stuck in that disconnected side, and you change the quality of your question. So a lot of times we hear, well, the quality of our life is about the questions we ask ourselves. It's not just the questions. It's the quality of the question. Because if I ask, why did you leave? How could you do this? There's nothing productive. It doesn't decrease my emotional stress. You see, to get to the connected side, we have to decrease our emotional stress. And by decreasing it, we gain clarity. Now, clarity allows us to take productive action. So productive action is very different than reaction. So when I started to ask questions like, well, what's the first thing I need to do to allow everyone to feel comfortable with this change? I had a whole different mindset. All of a sudden, I was controlling how I was going to proceed versus blame, shame, worry, fear, anxiety. This isn't my plan. What happened here? All of those very typical places that our brain goes. But we can have these what we call shift questions. So the quality of your life is do you use stuck questions that keep you stuck in that negativity? That's what keeps you up at night. Or do you shift your perspective and you use shift questions? And you can shift through the questions you ask yourself. You can shift through environment. You can shift through the people you're hanging with. So I went to my mentor and said, so what do I do next? And the questions were more important of, well, what doors does this open for you? Well, what's the next chapter for you? What do you gain from this experience? And so all of a sudden, that's why mentors help us and our coaches help us because they help shift us into this productive side of our brain and, and productivity lives on that connected side. When we feel productive, like I could just say, I go work out or I eat healthy today. I feel good about it. And that creates momentum. And that momentum is what changes my habits. It changes my mindset. And all of a sudden, I start to like exercise versus dread the feeling of why I didn't do it. How come I don't have enough time? And all of the things that take, steal from me. Yeah, I, I love that. And that is very, very well spoken. I love how you talk about making that shift from a stuck question to, what did you say, a stuck question to a, a shift question? Is that right? Is that mm-hmm. how you put it? Yes, that's yes, exactly we're gonna, right. We're gonna move from this stuck position to this shift position. And it's really just looking at the same, the facts, right? It is what it is. And we can't control a lot of these things. But what you're saying is we control how we react to it, right? And in your vocabulary, you're just going to move from stuck to shift. And that is going to make the difference between that negative repressive self versus that expressive living self. So how can we be intentional in that? Because I think most people listening to this might be thinking, okay, well, yeah, that sounds exciting. That's what I want. 
But how can we be intentional? Because a lot of that negative self-talk, a lot of this head trash, it's just kind of running on this subconscious reel. How do we make that conscious shift over to this more positive place? Great question. So there's proactive ways and then there's reactive realities, right? So proactive, let's start with that. It's almost like when you exercise, you're building that muscle that's proactive, that's taking a proactive approach to strength and health and you know endurance, all of those things. It's proactive. Now, so in a proactive, the first thing I say is take a look at your habits. What are the habits that serve you and what are the habits that disserve you? And literally, it's as simple as two columns. You know those pros and cons? Change the top. It's habits that serve me, habits that undermine me, habits that limit me. And so now you become aware. And in the model in the book of shifting over to and dumping your head trash, it's own it, shift it, dump it. So that's a part of the owning it piece. Another thing you can do proactively, and this is so important, is how you start your day. So used to be, especially during COVID, I was obsessed with the, the news. You know, how many more people, how many more hospitalizations, how few incubate, you know, incubators do we now have? Like all it, it was just running. And so what was happening in the first thing in the morning, I'd click on my phone, I'd read the news or I'd turn on the TV. Then, of course, before I got out of bed, I was reading my email. You know, Aspire is a global company. Something went wrong somewhere last night while I was asleep. And so I'm setting myself up to toss myself right into the disconnected side of my emotional brain. I'm doing it to myself. And when I started to realize, like, I'm getting more and more anxious and like, you know, oh, my gosh, now the masks have to be three dimensional. And, you know, do I need a gas mask? Like, uh, I was making myself nuts And when I started to realize like, okay, this is my own trash and what I can control. And so I went back to my norms. So I meditate before I get out of bed. For me, meditation, not for everyone, but, and by the way, I have a lot of noise in my head. So I have a guided meditation. I I can't sit and just go home. I love people who can do that. I have attempted many, many times. My brain keeps saying, how much longer? How much longer? (laughs) So find what works for you. And so I start with a guided meditation and it puts me in that connected side. Then I journal. And so um, actually I I journal in what uh, it's called the joy journal. It's another part of the head trash book. And it has five questions that walk you through how to get out of this any head trash that might have come up. So remember, it's own it, shift it, dump it. So those five questions, the first is, you know, what what is my word of the day? That shifts me into my intention. Like today, I knew I was going to be hanging with you, so it's inspire. Yesterday, I was with um, friends, a, a dear friend of mine had a book launch, an amazing book, um, Walking from Pain to, um, to Purpose. Oh my God, phenomenal. And so I was in, I was with, love was my word of the day. You know, just sharing love and speaking to the um, the courage of this book. And then, you know, the uh, I, I think on Friday I was on productivity. I was like cranking out. I was at deadline, to be honest. <laughs> I was at deadline on articles. And so I was really focused. So that's one of the questions. Um, another is, what head trash do I need to dump from yesterday? So again, now I'm owning it. I'm making sure like I'm aware of what is going on for me. 
And sometimes it just says none. But boy, that feels pretty good too. Like all of a sudden I can celebrate like I had a day without a head trash. Yay. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then what is important for me to focus on and accomplish today is another question. So now I'm moving into productivity. Productivity, remember how that lives in the connected side of your emotional brain. So you start to shift into what is it that I need to achieve today? What am I going to focus on today? You know, what are just those big things? And then lastly, what am I grateful for? And that's where you're decreasing that emotional stress even more because nothing decreases emotional stress like gratitude. Honestly, Kevin, like when I'm having one of those where I wake up and I'm worried about this, that, and the other, and I can't, the tape starts going and I'm, you know, oh, what about this? I got to do that. I got to do this. I move into this question of what am I grateful for in my life? And honestly, I have so much to be grateful for. I, I never even get to the end of the list. It just allows me that muscle. So morning routine, what are those things that you do? If you journal, if you don't like to journal, oh, actually in the book, we did um, a, a survey of over a thousand people and there were 29 things. I know it sounds kind of odd. There was a break at 29 and statistically you go where the break is, but there was all kinds of things that people did to decrease their emotional stress, which gets you over to the connected side. That's the first thing you have to do and owning it and then asking those shift questions help decrease that emotional stress. But what we found, and we worked with hundreds of leaders during the COVID situation at the height of the, of the pandemic. And these were leaders who were having to lay off thousands and thousands of people. They had their own head trash because they were sad. You know, they had to, and then they had to deal with the sorrow of everyone else. And I could relate to that. You know, Aspire was 25 years old and I had to lay off people for the first time in 25 years. And it broke my heart as much as it hurt them. I mean, their lives were in shambles and it wasn't their fault. But for me, I was up like worried about families and how will this happen? You know, how long will this last? And, da, da. and so what we did, we asked shift questions. And the shift question was, how can we help leaders recover their organizations? That's what we could control. And so we studied all these leaders while we were working with them and came to understand that those who had great success really were able to dump their head trash. I love all of that. So let's let's start. Let me back up a little bit because you, you, you said a lot there. I love the fact that you, you start your day with a morning routine. Now, I'm a little bit of a, a geek on biohacking. I, I wear a loop <laughs> strap. I'm a big proponent of healthy sleep and having a healthy sleep routine. And I like to know what affects my recovery in my sleep. And one of the number one things I can do to, to affect my deep sleep and REM sleep cycles is that morning routine. And for me, it's a prayer meditation thing. I do journaling. Both of those things, if I do those only five minutes in the morning, have an impact on that night's sleep. And I can show that by not by doing that for 60 days and then not doing that and looking at my scores over those times. So I'm a big fan of that self-care, that self-love. I love that you brought up the gratitude practice, another great way to start decreasing that emotional stress. And I talk about this a lot on this show, but stress, especially chronic stress, is just so terrible for us. It's terrible for us emotionally in the sense that you're talking about and moving into that that head trash space, but it's terrible for us biologically as well. It sets off this cascade of hormonal effects, which increases inflammation and just makes us chronically ill. 
And so finding ways to decrease your stress, your emotional stress, because again, we're talking about these big things. You're saying, hey, I've had this company for 25 years and had to lay off people. We've all had gone through this whole COVID craziness. And so there are these stressors. Like you said, life is going to be messy. And while we don't have control over that, we do have control over how we, in your words, how we reframe that, right? And we move that over to this connected side. So absolutely, absolutely love that. And I want to find, I had a quote here. Oh, you said successful people aren't necessarily smarter, happier, or more competent. They are simply better at taking out their track. Right. Yes. This is one of our key findings. Tens of thousands of leaders and and people later, it really came down to we would be hired for sales training or brand strategy. It didn't matter what it was, where we saw the gap between a person being at a certain competency level and then getting to the next competency level was mostly the head trash was the gap. So if you think about competency, which we all want to be competent at whatever we're doing, there's three components. There's mindset, skill set, and process set. We can teach people skill. We can teach people process. And I go back to that example of, you know, I know how to exercise. Yeah. The problem isn't skill. The reason you hire, I hire a trainer is to manage my head trash because I will find any number of reasons why. (laughs) And I get it intellectually. It's good for me. It decreases my stress. I always feel better at the end of a workout, a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. And yet there's this thing like, you know, I don't want to sweat. I don't like breathing that heavy. You know, my husband teases me because we go on a hike and I have my headsets and he wants to talk to me. And I've had to say to him, honey, if I'm talking, I can hear myself breathing heavy. And if I hear myself <laughs> breathing heavy, I must be exhausted. So we should turn around. But if I have my music in my in my head, I'm in the connected side of my brain. And all I'm doing is focusing on getting up the mountain. You have to find the things that work for you. And in this case, you know, like he's like, how can you focus and listen to music? You know, it doesn't work for him. So it's the, the beautiful thing is that we can control our thoughts. And that's how we experience life. Because, again, I feel the way I think. And the other thing about head trash, you know, you mentioned what I would, you know, the, the stress is what we've experienced is this burnout. People have burned out. They, you know, during COVID, we were all in that survival side. Survival is like, get through it, get through it, get through it. You feel like you have, you're living on adrenaline. Well, adrenaline is not a positive thing. Adrenaline is something you draw from when you need it, not something you live in. And adrenaline lives on that disconnected side. It's the fuel when you're in fight or flight. But what happened for people with burnout is they went too long depleting their adrenaline and not dealing with their head trash during this pandemic. So we had this pandemic called, you know, COVID, and we had an epidemic of head trash that was growing in us through all these outside sensories. And then on top of that, we weren't taking back our own control of what, how we were going to see the world, how we were going to live and what was next for us. And it really sucked all the energy out of us. We over, we overworked. 
Um, you know, we felt lack of a, a senses of accomplishment were decreased. This is, you know, World Health Organization has said, you know, that a sense of a, a decrease in empathy, a decrease in job satisfaction. And what happened is that people left their job, that great resignation, but they didn't deal with their head trash. So your job was not what was driving your head trash. It was just a blame and shame. It was something to put your focus on versus stepping back and taking the time. And by the way, some people just didn't like their job and they became aware of that. That's very different. So all of a sudden we have to really look at like, how are we dumping our head trash so that it isn't creating burnout, so that it isn't limiting our potential and our ability to collaborate and correct and also create. When we make mistakes, so you can you can make a mistake and be totally in your connected side of your emotional brain, which is where you're solving it, you're apologizing if you made that mistake, you're moving forward, right? So what can I do to move forward? How can I fix this mistake? Versus if you're in the disconnected side, you're in the mistake, you're in the problem because problems live on the disconnected side. And so if you can't, if you don't have that muscle, that own it, shift it, dump it muscle, then you will spend a lot of your life in the disconnected side of your emotional brain and happiness and joy do not live there. Yeah, that's very well said. And I think we can all relate exactly to that. Happiness and joy do not live in that disconnected side of the brain. And a lot of us have just gone through a tremendous amount of that, as you mentioned, with the COVID and everything. Um, right. But I think that that's just, to your point, the whole, uh, the things that are outside of our control, but they're, we have control over how we process that. And if we can figure out ways to own it, shift it, and dump it, and to deliberately, because you had said we control our thoughts. And I think that might have caught some people off guard. They're like, well, no, 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 I don't, I don't control my thoughts. Those negative thoughts, I don't control those. But is that necessarily true? I mean, it sounds to me like you're saying, hey, we have ownership of this and we can learn to own it, to identify it and to shift it. Okay, no, I don't want that thought. I want to reframe it in this way. And okay, now I just, I need to get rid of it. I need to dump it, right? I mean, that it's, that's simplifying it, but like anything with practice over time and taking small steps, this can be, we can move right into this space. Yeah. So there's this one question I ask myself when I know I'm in the, in the thick of my own stuff mm-hmm. and I can get really good at it, man. You know, <laughs> I think it's we all their can. fault. <laughs> what are they? Sure. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And I, I, this one question is my, my go-to shift to question. And it's, who do I want to be right now? Mm. And when I say, who do I want to be right now? It doesn't matter if I'm in my parent role, in my you know sister role, in my daughter role, in my company leader role, it, you know, speaker role. It doesn't matter. It's who do I want to be right now? And that shifts me into who I want to be. And I, it keeps me in that healthy space. And that then leads me to the next question. So what do I have to do to be that person? Or how can I move forward and correct this mess? Or what's the next thing I can do to improve this situation? 
And by the way, because people ask me all the time, so how do you have these shifted questions? Because you shift really, like you have them all. Well, I've been working at them for a long time and we've tested them personally, we, and then Mm -hmm. throughout working with our um, executive clients. And we actually, there's a whole bunch of resources at dumpheadtrash.com. If you go to resource, the resource page, there's no gimmicks, there's no fee, there's no marketing, we don't sell your stuff, there's nothing. But there's a place where you can go and get shifted questions and you just print them out and you start writing them down. It's no different than the Joy Journal. There are those five questions. Use those five questions to get yourself in the connected side of your emotional brain. So that's that proactive. And then the shifted questions are those reactive questions. The environment is a reactive tool. Who you hang with, right? So who do I call when like when this person quit and I was really hurt and and because I I care deeply I love this person still do who do I care call so if I call someone who's going to be like how could he no that's not serving me but when I could speak to people who were like okay so what what are you going to do next what's the next step They were helping shift me. And that's the beauty is that we can help each other get to the connected side of our emotional brain. And it versus sometimes we help people stay in the connected side or worse yet, Mm -hmm. we throw them in the connected side, right? right? So, you know, you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off. They're throwing you in the disconnected side of your emotional brain. There is nothing you can do about what where that person's at, what's going on for them, why they would be that rude. It doesn't even matter. But we decide, are we going to shift and, and pull back and say, oh, they must be in a hurry. I, you know, let me get out of their way. Or are we going to roll down the window? I'm a Philly girl and, you know, express ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll save your listeners, but you get the idea. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, we need to we need to identify it. We need to we need to shift it. And folks, you can go to dumpheadtrash.com and I'll put all these links in the in the show notes as well and get a great list of some of these reactive questions to kind of get you thinking about how I can start shifting over to this connected side. Now, your third pillar there is to dump it. What are some what's some advice? How do we how do we dump it? We've now we've identified it, we own it. We've done this. We've, we've asked these reactive questions and we've now shifted a little bit. How am I emptying that dream? Okay. So the dumping is the easiest part. And that's kind of the irony because it's not like you say, this is good. This is good. This is good. And you feel better. It doesn't, we doesn't all know that, that it doesn't yeah, right? work that yeah. way. Right. So when you shift, you start to move into productive action. And when you start taking productive action, not reaction, productive action, you're already in the dumping. And what happens is that dumping occurs and momentum towards what you want. And the more clarity, you know, so sometimes things might take six months to get completely clear. That's the other thing we have to understand that life is a process. It unravels for us and gives us new information so we can make new decisions. And so when we keep asking ourselves, you know, so what can I do next? What matters most to me? Oh, that's another one of my good ones. What matters most now? I love that question because it gets me right where I should be very quickly. Mm -hmm. Once we get into productive action, we're dumping it. Now, 
Some things where they're imprints, let's say they really lodged in and we just, we can't help ourselves. We overreact or we can't um, have intimate relationships. You know, I, I had to work through it, that whole issue of connecting deeply. Like I was great at connecting to 95%, but that last 5% was really hard for me. And I can explain it away. My brother passed, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I have the story. Heck. I repeated the story. I know it better than anybody. So in those instances, sometimes dumping it is in that identification. You might seek help. You might seek a a counselor or a coach to help you drill in and start to push that imprint over to the connected side so that now you start looking at things and you start going, oh, for me, if I want a truly intimate relationship, emotionally intimate relationship, who would I have to be to have that? But you've got to do the work to get there. It can't be. The beauty of life is that we're evolving. You know, thank goodness. (laughs) I hate to think about my 26-year-old self. Like, I'd like to just send out an apology letter to all those who knew me back then, right? You know, and so as we evolve, we can really become who we're intended to be. And that requires getting out there. And now sometimes for some people, I love these people. It's not me. They can hike and they get into it and they've got enough muscle that they break through on their own. But, you know, sometimes it's working through it um, in a professional environment that helps us get those big rocks, those big imprints that are really at the core of holding us back. But for the most part, our head trash that we're really dealing with it's situational and it, 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 something happens and it triggers us and we go like this. And so we throw ourselves on that disconnected side. We do. And I, and I love that you talk about productive action as being a way of dumping that. Cause that is, that really resonates with me. I, I can see that the difficulty is going to be in owning it, recognizing it, and then making that, that positive shift. And then the, I, I would say if it might be the easiest step, but the most critical step is acting on it. Right. And I think that you had mentioned earlier that there's this self-reinforcing, it's almost an upward spiral, right? That when you had mentioned, I think in the context of working out, well, if I get into this habit and start to feel good, well, then I, as opposed to dreading it, I start to say, oh, this is okay. And then do it a little more and see the results. And I like the results and the results that make me happy. And therefore I just get in this habit and I've kind of, I'm spiraling upward through my activity is actually creating these new habits. So absolutely love that. Now, Rini, I want to talk before we before we let you go here. You talk about the four big lies, and you mentioned that as I was reading through that. I thought, oh, yeah, I, I I identify with that. Oh no, I identify with that. But back at the very beginning of that, you said only one of these applies to you, and I had to do honestly. I had to do a little bit of digging to find mine. I, I knew what it was, but I didn't want it to be that one. Um, talk to us about. Talk to us about the big, the the four big lies, what they are, and how does that apply to us when we're talking about the connected versus the disconnected side of the brain? Well, we could take the whole hour and talk about the we four big I, lies. We could. I, I <laughs> yeah. suspect we certainly so, could, and, yeah. And I'm delighted that you didn't particularly like your big lie because no. it's not an <laughs> aspirational thing. It's, right. You know, so here's what we found thousands and thousands of people later in what is it? What's that one trigger? And a lot of times we think the trigger is fear of failure or fear. And those fears are real. But where do you go when it hits the fan? 
And so when it really hits the fan. And so we identified these four big lies. I must be right. I must never lose. Everyone must love me. And I must always feel comfortable. And if you go and you can actually take a free test. I don't know if you know this, but you can take a free test at dumppettrash.com under resources. There it is. And that will help you identify. But the thing why you related to all four of them is because you were on the connected side of your emotional brain. And so that doesn't apply to the connected side. Your big lie lives in the disconnected side. So yep. you want to, yep. when you take that test, by the way, you want to think about something that's ticking you off. That is so unacceptable to you. Take whatever it is that you can't control or, you know, you had that ugly, whatever, divorce, bad friendship, whatever, go to that icky place that you're trying to avoid. That's the only way you can take that test and get an accurate read. Because you're right. When you're on the connected side, of course, I like to be right. And I don't like to lose. And I, I, you know, I want people to love me. And of course, I like to feel comfortable. But when it hits the fan, all the three of them go away. And so the I must be right. What's really important to understand is the must. And they, they, they tend to be super heavy on data and absoluteness and righteous on where they stand when they're in the disconnected side. And then you, I must never lose. Well, you know, they tend to be extraordinarily focused on how they're going to win. And this is not win-win problem solving. This is, I don't care. I will win problem solving. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's dead bodies all over the place. They don't even notice that they've run over people and they're inconsiderate and they're, uh, they're quests for the win and at all cost. And then there's the everybody must love me. And so they run through emotion. So when the disconnected side, logic is not their their nature. They need connection and they'll do anything to keep the connection and, and, and tough love. It just wipes them out. And then the I must always feel comfortable, you know, so they're in the disconnected side and you say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 this and this. Are you are you good with that? And they, you know are sitting there going, huh? Okay. Okay. But they need processing time. And when they're not given that processing time, at some point they will be so uncomfortable with the situation that they will blow and you will think what happened here. And it's that they, they had to get so uncomfortable that the situation about the situation that they had to really let it rip. And that's, not a beautiful thing either. So none of these are, I had somebody who worked for me years ago, a couple decades ago, and he said, I'm an, I must be right, but I think I'd like to be an, I must never lose. And I'm thinking, I've done a terrible job (laughs) communicating this, what we call people technology and people technology is really the ability to awaken people and improve performance in whatever they're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I I like that, and they're lies because they're in your in your disconnected state, right? But I think that people, when you say that I must be right, and must never lose, everyone must love me, and must feel comfortable. And when you come from that disconnected side of yourself, it as as you read through that or do the test, you see clearly one of those aligns very much with you in your disconnected state. But going back to that owning it and being aware of it, I suppose that's that first step is just kind of understanding it. Okay. So 
oh, well, that makes sense why I'm so triggered in such and such a situation or why when I'm interacting with somebody else and I'm, I'm wondering why they're reacting the way they are and, oh, okay, they're, and they're disconnected disconnect inside and I can see which one of the lies they're aligning with right there. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to make sure we, we covered that and how it related to the disconnected side of the brain. So folks, if you want to learn more, there's the quiz over there on the website. And of course, you can, you can check it out in the book as well. So Rini, you've obviously accomplished a lot and you've done some great work here. What's next for you? What's on the horizon? Oh my gosh. Well, right now I'm so committed to really getting this information out um, because I think after the pandemic, the magnitude of head trash, like right now, this is why all those resources are for free. It's how can we help people get back to who they're intended to be? And so I'm doing, you know, quite a bit of speaking, um, a lot of interviews and podcasts, etc. I'm writing quite a bit. And so right now I've got my plate full with helping people shift and working in particular with leaders around the globe because uh, I, we always look at how can we help, you know, imagine if you, if you shift a leader, then they know how to do it for themselves and they can do it with other people. And it, it has its own snowball effect in a healthy and positive way of solving this really big epidemic called, you know, head trash. Yeah, and I, I love how you talk about this kind of a top-down approach, right? If you empower these leaders, then you can really scale and reach more people with your message. Absolutely love that. So how can people connect with you? How can they find out more about you? Well, you can go to dumpheadtrash.com. By the way, one other thing is that when you take the test, you can also have your partner take the test. And then you don't want to throw the, hey, you're just in your I must never lose. And, you know, you don't throw those grenades out. That's a danger right. zone. But when you understand, like my husband Armand is an I must be comfortable so what can I do to help him be comfortable when he's in the disconnected side of his emotional brain versus keeping him feeling uncomfortable? <laughs> and so, yeah. so imagine all, if we are all understanding these big lies and the empathy that we can have for one another and all of this information um, is available, obviously in the book. And then you can go to dumpheadtrash.com. And like I said, click on resources and there's just an endless amount of resources. Also, for people who are questioning if they're burned out or how they're feeling, there's a whole study white paper that we've completed on this topic, too. Okay. And are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me definitely on LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me through the site, dumpheadtrash.com. Okay, great. Well, Rini, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all of your wisdom and your passion with us. And I think you're doing fantastic work. I just encourage you to keep it up and I wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate you. Okay, folks, that's our show for this week. I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. You can find all the links to the resources we discussed in this episode over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 119. And you can continue the conversation over there as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on today's show. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. 
One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is to give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I also want to let you know that if you've enjoyed this podcast, I have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find guides with my top tips on exercise, nutrition, and lifestyle. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you and your health and wellness journey. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong. Oh, 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 oh